Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shala. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope everything is fine with you. Um, it's half of the, it's, well, no, well, yeah, we've gotten to half of the year. Um, we're in June. Um, it's election season here in Nigeria and there's just a lot going on. We've been having a lot of terrorist attacks, attacks against churches. I mean, anyone who's been, if you've been a part of this museum for a long, for a while, you would have heard me talk about many of these things over and over. And, you know, we've been sounding the warning. And anyway, let's just say it's all beginning to, things are just beginning to happen. And I think what is clear is that there are people who really have very evil plans for the country. And will stop at nothing to get what they want. Um, for me, on one hand, I think I've gotten over the phase of feeling bad and wondering why it is the way it is. I've come to accept that that's what it is. I also recognize that this is just a physical manifestation of the sort of things that the the enemy, you know, plans for people and and things like that. I think it's just a reflection of the evil that. Is in the spiritual realm and you know recently I've been reading a lot I've, I've come I've read about been reading about the book of Genesis the creation story that whole Garden of Eden scenario and everything and it just really I don't know everything just points to the fact that there is evil that predated our existence and I don't think I've been as conscious of it in my entire life as I have been about it in the past two years. And even when, like on these musings, on this podcast, sometimes I try to stray far away from it and then I talk about other things. Things continue to happen in this world, in my life, around me, in the lives of others, that make me continue to go back to the Garden of the Eden, of Eden story where a snake entered the garden and started talking to Eve and led her into having a conversation that was so deceptive, so manipulative, that changed the course of human history. And we thank God that God sent Jesus as a Messiah to save us. But there is a corruption that happened on that day that... is yet to be fully addressed in that the judgment for that corruption is yet to happen. It will only happen in the end of this, partially dealt with in that Jesus provided a way of escape and that way of escape is still there. But the fact that man is still cursed to live in a world that is controlled by unseen evil forces and live his life thinking that they're in a normal place, whereas they're not in a normal place. The world is just the Matrix. I mean, the film of the Matrix, that is exactly how the world is. The Matrix was just a physical fantasy expression of what is actually happening, of how the Bible actually says the world is, really, honestly. I'm, I'm so sure that the original writers are inspired by biblical works because what is described in the movie, The Matrix, is exactly how the world is, you know? 
So some, but the question I sometimes ask myself is that the people who are doing evil, and I mean like like terrorism and real evil, like killing people, cold-blooded shootings and that kind of thing, do they know that they are being used? Do they like that they are being used? You know, th- th- there's some questions that you can't really answer because you're not a psychopath and you're not a mass, you know, you're not somebody that does those kind of things. But I, I really wonder... I really wonder what kind of a process does a person go through to get to the stage when you can shoot a toddler in cold blood. You know, how how does that happen from childbirth to getting there? What sort of socialization, what kind of indoctrination, what kind of dehumanization, what kind of thing happens? Is it, you know, is it nature, is it nurture? What kind of nurture, if it's nurture? What kind of path? And then some other people, on the other hand, can never ever fathom doing such a thing. They can't hurt a fly, literally. Other people, just, they throw themselves in the line of danger to save other people. It's the most bizarre thing. I mean, when you think about it, why would some people be obviously evil and some people obviously good? The only answer that makes sense to me is that the origin of good and the origin of evil comes from places that have nothing to do with us. And that somehow there are influences. The source brings about an influence of, of good. The other source brings an uh, influences of evil. The other source brings influences of evil. And that those of us, just as it comes naturally to, to some people to be good, to be kind, to be patient, to be loving, to care, to have empathy for others, so it comes naturally to some other people to just be evil. And just like the person who is loving and is kind cannot imagine why anybody would be anything but loving and kind. In the same way, those people that are evil and corrupt and perverse they honestly can't understand why anyone would be anything different. Does I mean, really, isn't it bizarre? It's really bizarre to me that in the same earth, you find people who, for all intents and purposes, they should be actually different species. I mean, we should actually have like a color code for people who think one way and people who think the other. Unfortunately, we don't have a color code. So that shows that whatever it is that is going on in these people's lives is spiritual to a very large extent. It's in the soul level. It's also in the spirit. I mean, there's just something. I, I don't know. And I don't have the words. Maybe what I'm saying is not convincing. But for me, it just seems clear to me that there is, the intangible things of this world are far more powerful than the things that we see. And the Bible says that the things that are seen were made by things that do not that were not seen. I, be, I, I, I have come to believe it. I, the way the world works shows me that that is the case. Because otherwise... There's just a lot that we do not have explanation for just by looking at the data in front of us. The data does not explain the behaviors. It doesn't explain it because two people raised in the same condition, the same situations, coming up with completely different outlooks to life. And some people just yielding to some really negative evil. You can't even understand it. And then some others, you know, and um so anyway 
I think this for me is just me really realizing that the only way I can be good in this life is to center my life on God and his word because God is the only originator of good. And I am not good because I'm a good person, but I'm good because I'm connected to God. And I can be good because I'm connected to God. I can be better because I'm connected to the source of all good. The Bible says that he's the father of lights in whom there is no variableness, neither is there a shadow of turning, and that he is a good God. There's actually a scripture that talks about that. Let me get that and then I'll come back and I'll read that. So Psalm 149 verse 5, I believe, says, The Lord is good and his tender mercies are, are upon all his works. And there's so many other scriptures like that. I'll put a couple of them in the description. But, you know, it's... I I just continue to find a lot of reasons I, I to hold to 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 hold on to God. I have a whole lot more respect and reverence for God now than I think I did in my many years ago, even up to recently. Because for a very long time, I felt God. I, I felt, and this is I'm a bit ashamed to say this, but I felt that His way of doing things that He I, I felt God was a bit dogmatic. Sorry, Lord. Sorry. I felt he was a bit dogmatic. I just felt, you know, that he should cut us some slack, you know, certain things, you know, uh, particularly on some of the morality laws. I just felt, I mean, you know what and all that. But I think I understand things a whole lot more now. I think I understand it. I understand. I understand that good is good, not because of how it makes us feel, but just because Apart from the fact that it's intrinsic, it, the, the intent and the motive of good is good. And it's, it's, it, the intent and the motive is good, not just for the now, but for the future and for eternity. And I think that's the difference between some of the other things that we long for, that, you know, we, we think that, okay, why is God stopping us from having our fun or taking our pleasure? It's because those things... They, 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 they deliver happiness or pleasure for a season, but in the long term or in the eternal futures, it's not at all what we think it was. So, for instance, if she gained something in the Garden of Eden, her eyes opened. Yes, there, I mean, and, and that's the thing about the pleasures of sin or the pleasures of disobedience or the pleasures of self-will. They do deliver value. And I think that's why sometimes as Christians, when we say, oh, all those things, they, they, they are nothing. They don't, you're not exactly being true. When you say, oh, money does not bring happiness. That's not true. It does bring happiness, but it's for a season. Money gives happiness. It gives joy. It gives pleasure, but it's for a season. And eventually money, the love of money brings sorrow. So it, we need to nuance that. But then, so... So there are a lot, there's a whole basket of things that the devil can offer, that sin can offer, that the world can offer, that the flesh that can give very pleasurable things. They can provide happiness, they can provide lifting of spirits. It is for a season. It's like when when you're on crack cocaine or some of those substances, you get a high. It's a very massive high. It's for a season. And then you're looking for the next high. Next high, next high, next high. After a while, it all comes crashing down. Then the pain, the sorrow, the loss, the destruction. The, the, the serpent then raised its head. You then realize that what you have taken was a poisoned apple. 
These are all things that the Bible warns against. But when we look at it on the face of it, of, of it, like when I, you know, you think, oh, God is just trying to spoil my phone and things like that. But now I understand so much more that he's just giving good advice that is born because he knows the backstory. He knows how things started. He knows how things are going to end. So his advice will never make sense because he's not talking about the now. He's advising based on the dateless past, based on the eternal future, based on and, and on the now. He's advising based on data that you and I can never process, even if we put all the computers and the mainframes of this world together, all the processors, wherever, you know, supercomputers, whatever, we would never be able to process the kind of data that God is working with on a day-to-day eternal futures basis. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for that. So I, I, my attitude, and I'm learning a lot. I'm also unlearning. In fact, I think I have learning new things is not so much of a problem. The unlearning is a major thing. Behaviors, you know, have been entrenched. Belief systems entrenched. Unlearning them is a major thing. It's a major piece of work. Only God can help me. But I'm beginning to learn that, you know, Good is good when it is connected to God. The Bible, there's a scripture that says a corrupt tree cannot bring forth good fruits. I think that was what I was looking for. That you have to first make a tree good before you can yield good fruits from it. And that's what I have found. Because for some reason, and I think I am, I have finally realized that now. And I've gone past that stage of expecting, or rather I am beginning to get past, or God is helping me because... I think I'll still continue to struggle mentally with that. But I now realize more that there is no po- you cannot make a corrupt tree to bring forth good fruit. And that ultimately, the source of all good now, in the future, wherever, is God. And for that reason, one has to hang on to him. So I continue to um, just have my my faith in God and I think what all this encourages me to do is to just hold on to the Lord even more and um, just continue to take that time to really really like learn what he has to say about things about life and you know all all sort of things Ah, the days really are evil the days are evil the days are really evil they are quite evil so thank you very much for listening. Um, I, if any, you know, if anything that, if anything that you've heard um, resonates with you, and you think there's someone else that would benefit, I would encourage that you please um, share it with them, this with them as well. Um, thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted and have a wonderful day. I pray that the Lord will continue to help all of us to love him and just seek his way and use the word of God to find meaning in the things that we face on earth. In Jesus' name, amen.